Hi, supply chain and logistics execs. Welcome to Link, the industry's link to learning and innovation and a source for news and knowledge, hosted by food logistics and supply and demand chain executives. I'm Associate Editor Brielle Jekyll, and in this episode, we're going to focus on on-site auditing during the COVID-19 pandemic and what this means for the safety of our workers, for the safety of our products, and most importantly, for the safety of our food. So before we really jump into this, I want to give you a little bit of backstory on where we are right now and how we got here. So in mid-March, when the pandemic really hit the United States, um, regulations became more relaxed. Transportation became a little bit more confusing as we started limiting the amount of face-to-face -face interactions, which means on-site auditing is now a problem. So these regulations are allowing new ways for companies to show that their operations are staying within the confines of regulations and are um, you know, staying above board. In other certain situations with environmental impacts and other issues that are less important on the immediacy of their operations, regulations have become a little bit more relaxed. But for things like safety uh, and food regulation and workers' hours, what does this mean? How are companies able to show that they are sticking to regulations or how are government agencies making sure that these companies are sticking to regulations and making sure that they're keeping their workers safe, making sure that consumers are safe by the safety of their products and the safety of their food. So what the FDA is doing is allowing for some companies to submit samples and testing to the FDA remotely or offering records to show the safety of their organization. But is this enough? How do we know that they're sticking to everything inside and out? And I mean, we're seeing plenty of reports of the meat industry and the poultry industry being extremely impacted by COVID-19 by having to euthanize many chickens and other um, livestock because there's just not enough workers to safely distribute that meat. And then we're seeing major organizations and e-commerce websites seeing walkouts from their warehouse employees and seeing protests and picketing. So how are we doing in terms of making sure our organizations are acting in the best that they can and keeping the workers safe and keeping above board? So this is where tech companies are really seeing their moment in the sun. This is where they're stepping up to the plate. So in years past, the supply chain and warehouses have been very slow to take on automation and artificial intelligence. But COVID-19 is kind of pushing them to, to having to force to adapt to these strategies to, in order to mitigate the spread of the disease. So tech companies are really finding their moment in the sun here, where they're finding ways to fit into the gaps in the supply chain, in the auditing process, and allow the government agencies and the, the companies to show that everything is being done above board to make sure they're sticking to keeping their workers safe, keeping the food supply safe, and keeping the product safe. So in this podcast, I speak with two executives from technology companies that believe that their platforms are a way that companies and the government can work together to show that everything is being done above board and sticking to those regulations. 
So stay tuned and we'll link into those conversations right now. Hi, my name is Brielle Jekyll. I am the Associate Editor of SDCE and Food Logistics, and I'm here with Pierre-Francois Thaler, who is the co-CEO of Ecobatis. And we're going to talk uh, a little bit about some of the things going on right now uh, in warehouses and supply chains during COVID-19. Uh, so if you want to give me a little bit of an introduction about what you do and, and how Ecovatus uh, falls into uh, this category. Yes. Hi, Brielle. Pleased Hi. to be with you, with you today. Um, so Ecovetis, we were started a bit more than 10 years ago with the mission to uh, drive improvements in environmental and social practices in global supply chain. Um, we are operating a global uh, cloud platform to connect buyers and suppliers and provide uh, reliable uh, ratings of suppliers on environmental and social performance. 50 employees globally supporting 50,000 customers in 150 countries. And, um, and we just raised uh, last month or two months ago uh, a $200 million round of funding to accelerate development of our you know, platform. Oh. Uh, well, that's great. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. So, so with everything going on, obviously, I mean, we've heard this phrase 100 times that it's an unprecedented, uncertain times. Um, what can you tell me about on-site audit closures right now and how, um, you know, what, what kinds are being canceled? Are, are all of them being canceled? How, how is this working out right now? So, um, we don't know the percentage of on-site audits which are stopped. Uh, what we know is that this is happening across uh, many sectors because we have customers calling us in, uh, in the food industry, in the apparel industry, in electronics industry, uh, telling us that uh, you know, their audit program are on, uh, you know, are, uh, can't, uh, can't, uh, you know, are stopped or are, are, are being slowed down. And, um, and this is happening at a critical time because I have for a number of reasons, you know, the social risk and human rights violation mm -hmm. risk are, you know, all time high. You know, you have like a, lots of, uh, lots of pressure on, uh, on companies. So, uh, so, uh, you know, big, uh, large corporates are stuck between, uh, you know, much higher risks in their supply chain and uh, and more difficulties to uh, you know monitor them or to audit or to check uh, to check compliance than before because uh, you know auditors cannot travel you know to go on sites uh, some factories are not allowing uh, visitors to uh, to visit so mm -hmm. it's a real uh, it's a real challenge right um, so how does how can you how are you guys stepping up to help how are, how does your software and your you know company fit into that. So we, we, what Ecovadis has been doing for the past 10 years is um, pioneering, you know, a new approach of uh, virtual audits, mm -hmm. you know, and it's not linked to the, you know, it was far many years before we started with this uh, crisis. It's saying right. if, if, you, if you really want to monitor um, performance of suppliers on environmental and social criteria, mm -hmm. um, you need to be able to do it on a wide scale. You need to be able to leverage, uh, you know, information technology to do it. You need to be able to leverage the, 
huge amount of data which is out there published by uh, NGOs and uh, you know local stakeholders and so on. Mm -hmm. So uh, and, and and you need to do it not you know once every three years, but you need to uh, monitor what companies are doing on a more uh, you know real time basis. So, uh, right. so what we are doing is we are doing uh, ratings of, of virtual assessments of suppliers, you know, collecting information from different stakeholders, from the suppliers themselves, looking at the evidence they have of what they what they are doing, uh, cross referencing, cross referencing this with or cross checking this with information coming from uh, you know hundred thousand specialized data sources. So you know we are we we are rating suppliers based on data they provide, but also based okay. on the, that are provided by uh, other parties. And, and this model is, uh, you know, we can deliver globally uh, in 155 countries mm -hmm. from operation centers, which are in, uh, you know, in Asia, uh, Africa, Europe, North America, and which are operating well in a work from home uh, environment. Okay. Wow. So for, during the the pandemic right now and with these audits if if they're not able to be on site what does this mean for the safety of of the workers and you know the safety of the products coming out uh, so it's a, it's a challenge for both uh for um for workers you know you have uh, you have lots of pressure on many supply chain you know we'll just take the example of um you know personal protective equipment uh, you have such an imbalance between uh, you know, the supply and demand that lots of um, bad actors are trying to take uh, opportunities of this and we start to see um, uh, masks or medical devices uh, being manufactured in really uh, terrible condition from a social and uh, you know, health and safety point of view. And, uh, and of course, you know, this can also translate into risks for uh, end users or for consumers, because uh, you know those bad, uh, you know, environmental and social practices on the, on the, on the production side can trans trans translate also into uh, quality issues. You know, very you have, you have very often a, a strong correlation between uh, you know product defects and uh, bad environmental and social practices on the manufacturing side. So, uh, so indeed, it's something which is uh, which is. Uh, yeah, important in the in the short term, and um, right. and uh, we need to find alternative ways to uh, to make sure production is under uh, under control. So, what are some of those alternative ways? But you know, I I, th I think the crisis every uh, every crisis has some positive aspects. So uh, you know, companies are forced now to digitalize you know and right. to use more innovative ways to measure uh, performance so what ecovadis is doing with virtual ratings is one um, one, of, one of our par partners is a company called uh, ulula uh, they are doing a uh, worker voice surveys of uh, of, uh, of factories you know they're using mobile phone to remotely survey uh, workers so that uh, you know, the tool which is working well, even in uh, when you can't uh, when you can't travel. So, while government organizations and outside organizations are reducing their regulations and canceling on-site audits to help mitigate the spread of the disease, companies 
are maintaining their auditing processes to make sure that during this unprecedented time, their processes are still being followed and they can maintain as much quality standards as they can. So I'm going to speak with an executive from form.com who can give us a little insight on how data is helping that situation. Hi everyone, I'm here with Mason Meadows, who is the CEO of form.com, and we're here to talk about some on-site audits that are happening right now during uh, COVID-19 and the pandemic. So can you tell me a little bit about how um, COVID-19 has impacted on-site auditing? Oh yeah, well first, uh, thanks for having me on here. Uh, really glad uh, I could talk about form.com and kind of uh, walk people through our business and how um, what, what we've seen happening during COVID-19, um, our business is pretty interesting. We serve a lot of different players within the supply chain. Uh, we have some customers that are on the retail end of, side of things or restaurant operators or facility operators, but we also have a lot of manufacturers further downstream in the supply chain. And then in the middle, uh, distribution companies, a lot of e-commerce providers all uh, utilize our technology. So we've, we've had an interesting cross-section of companies um, in the sector uh, using our platform. So we have kind of a unique perspective on what's going on during right. COVID. Um, so, you know, it's, it's interesting. And before I, uh, kind of in preparation for this, I, I looked at some of the data from our system over the past couple of, uh, call it the past six weeks or so. It was really interesting. We saw, kind of the, as the stay-at-home orders uh, came into place, um, we, we noticed, uh, obviously, a drop-off. We saw, in talking with customers, we heard, oh, a lot of folks just trying to figure out what exactly was going on. Some of them were having folks work, you know, not coming into their facilities or they were limiting the number of staff that were in place at any given time. Uh, so again, fairly chaotic for about two to three weeks. But then as, um, again, we looking, looking at our data in aggregate, we saw the use of the, our system. So the number of uh, inspections being completed, the number of audits being completed shot up, uh, you know, well above what had been kind of the, the average you know, for the, the prior half a year. So it was interesting to see the, the kind of the rebound occur you know, very rapidly, right. obviously well before um, any of the state reopenings or any of that had even really been, had been kind of uh, discussed in a, in a broader way. Um, we saw companies changing procedures, adding additional questions, steps to their work, you know, kind of the work process they go through, the daily task list they might have their, their workers uh, going through and, and ultimately, you know, kind of upping the number of audits and inspections they were uh, they were conducting. And we saw that, again, across the board, kind of retail, manufacturing, distribution, um, uh, pretty much all, all the above. Mm -hmm. So you can talk about both your technology, and I'm kind of interested in technology in general, but how do you think technology is coming into play here? How is it helping? Um, you know, how are companies using it? What, you know, what else could be done? Yeah, it's a great question. I mean, if, if this has been, I mean, this is really an interesting time for, um, you know, for our type of technology. Right. I mean, in a lot of ways, we're replacing paper. You know, people used to have a clipboard, they'd fill stuff out. You know, going digital has some pretty significant advantages from a visibility perspective. I mean, if you're the, the management team of a large organization, you want to know what's going on out in the field and have data to make decisions to figure out if you need to shift or adapt your process. Um, the faster you get information, the better you're able to react. So, you know, with our technology, essentially, as soon as someone fills out the information, it's visible in reports and, and analytics that uh, the kind of the management layer can look at. 
So I, I think it's really increasing the speed that people can react and change. Um, and ultimately, as they enact new business processes, I mean, again, we, we hear a lot of uh, customers talking about the restarts and how they're going to manage the restart. Uh, it's not going to be business as usual, just bring back everyone as things were before. They're going to have to adapt the way they, they operate. And, and again, like right. that, in any business, things uh, are kind of iterative. You start off with one idea and then you kind of adapt it and, and iterate until you get to the, you know, the optimal approach. Uh, we see our technology being used by a lot, of, a lot of customers really to help them go through that iteration faster and, and get to the, better, um, kind right. of, to, to the better business process. So I want to talk a little bit about how, you know, what it's going to look like once we do, you know, kind of like how you, how you mentioned, once we start uh, to get going again. But I'm curious. So I know that your platform is really helpful in terms of, you know, looking at the data, like you said, and getting that data immediately. But I've also talked to um, a few others that are using technology platforms because outside organizations are canceling their audits. Like, the FDA is being much more relaxed on, you know, some of their regulations because of that person-to-person contact they're trying to alleviate or, you know, reduce. So how does your, how, how are people using your uh, platform to kind of help reduce one-on-one contact or is it just streamlining the process so it can, it can get done faster? I mean, I think it really goes to getting it done faster and, uh, Again, like by doing everything digitally, you're able to cut down the number of handoffs in any sort of process. Um, so if you, again, if you have someone physically inspecting something, you can schedule that at the right time, right. have them walk through, uh, do the inspection. And, it's, and again, it's paper-free, you know, less human contact. Um, you know, in certain cases, it's also, even though there may be more relaxed regulations in play, it doesn't mean that the, the operators themselves uh, necessarily want to... Uh, you know, you know, are completely um, uh, changing, like where they would have had a third-party audit occurring. They may still be doing some of that that auditing themselves. And again, the way digital technology kind of helps that is, um, you know, say you're using a platform kind of like ours, you've got your own kind of standard daily chess, uh, checklist for your, your quality team. It's very easy to add a whole new workflow to that um, with new procedures, new tests, new, che- new questions, new things to, 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 to validate. Um, and, and essentially be able to have your existing workers add that on uh, just for a couple of days or spot check things. So, um, you know, I can't say there's one consistent way we've seen that handled, but we've seen a lot of folks, um, you know, kind of adapting or, or, again, adding in, you know, new new data capture points, you know, in, in existing inspections, you know, possibly to alleviate the fact that they're not necessarily, um, even though there's a compliance aspect, they, there's reasons why, they still want to, you know, complete those inspections themselves. Right, because they're doing it within their own organization to make sure that things are being done the way they want it, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, so in terms of that, so with that, how do you think it is going to go forward after the pandemic finally ends? Or, I mean, I'm sure it's going to be a fizzle out instead of just like a, hey, we're back. Um, how do you think it's going to be after they, you know, integrated all this technology and how we're going to use it in different ways following? Well, I mean, I think it, 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 it's going to be interesting because, um, you know, in a way it's actually forcing some new efficiencies to be found, um, mm-hmm. doing things, you know, with fewer people, um, you know, uh, cutting down the time it takes information to get from kind of inspection back to analysis and decision-making, 
Um, if anything, I think it means, uh, I, I, I mean, I, I think this is just kind of an inflection point. I know it's an overused term uh, in, uh, in, in business today, but uh, it, it is definitely a change point where I, I think, you know, you will see more procedures go digital, more technology, um, try to again, again, get data into the cloud, get data visible to not just your own organization, but other related organizations. Um, uh, so I, I do think uh, the adoption of this type of tools, and we're already seeing it. I mean, um, our business is in a kind of odd way, counter cyclical, you know, as the pandemic's been going on, we've actually seen, you know, increased, um, you know, interest in it right. from a lot of our customers. So it's, it's definitely interesting to see that uh, I think businesses, as they think about how do I reopen, how do I re-engage operations, you know, what, what, what do I need to be able to support that? Uh, there's certain foundational, uh, you know, technology or capabilities they have to uh, um, kind of keep in mind. Like they're likely in a lot of places keeping more, you know, protective equipment on hand, making sure they have masks and, and, mm -hmm. and more things of that nature. I think there's a lot of physical preparation that's going on, but also just in terms of being able to react to information more rapidly, um, you know, I think that's, that's, that's definitely becoming key. I mean, interesting aside, I mean, uh, beyond folks deeper in supply chain, we also have a number of customers that are restaurant operators or retailers. And uh, I mean, they, imagine being a restaurant operator right now trying to um, keep going despite the fact that your physical facility is shut down, you're trying to run everyone through drive-thrus or things of that nature. So just massive changes and just how you even let staff walk into your facility. Mm -hmm. um, so again, I think a lot of things that had been kind of taken for granted or just kind of normal course of business for decades, you know, are getting looked at again as what's the right procedure, um, you know, going forward. And obviously there's likely going to be kind of a little bit of pandemic hangover that's going to occur where yeah. people, you know, it's like, when's the next, you know, uh, a wave of this going to hit and yeah. people are going to be better prepared for that. So that, that's, that's what we're, we're hearing kind of across the board. Yeah. It's interesting to see because like everything for the last I don't know, five years or so has been data, 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 visibility. So I, you, you kind of thought you already reached, you know, peak, but since then it's, it's gotten even further and more people, more technology is, is being integrated. So it's really, you know, definitely a time for paperless. It's amazing how much is still on paper, honestly. I mean, you always kind of, it, it's so normal to all of us in our normal day-to-day -day lives that, you know, you still fill things out and, and paper in a lot of ways. I mean, uh, uh, and, um, you know, I mean, and, again, I don't think we're going to see paper go away overnight or anything to that effect, but, um, you know, for critical business processes that may have been documented on paper. And again, some of the customers that are still running on paper and transitioning, largest manufacturers, distrib distribution companies, retailers, you know, in the world are still kind of working through that process. So mm -hmm. it's, It'll be gradual. I think this is definitely an accelerator for it, but it, it's not like that's going to completely end. Right. Uh, you know, the the uh, the QA guys binders are still going to be there for a little bit longer. Mm -hmm. um, but um, I, again, if anything, over time, I think this this will help them. Um, you know, better manage their information and data. Yeah. It's funny, we're starting our um, 20 year anniversary uh, this this summer. So we've been kind of ramping up for that. And uh, so what I'm doing is looking at a bunch of old articles and kind of comparing them to today. That's gonna come out in a couple of weeks. Um, and one of my our editors found 
an article from, I think, 20, 10 years ago that said paperless is never going to be a thing. Um, paper is always going to be the most important thing. No companies are going to do away with paper. So it's just really interesting to see how much things change in a short period of time. I mean, uh, government regulations are driving that. I mean, uh, I mean, personally, I've spent a lot of time working with the transportation industry and everyone went to electronic logging devices, mm-hmm. you, know, uh, you know, over the course of the, the last five years or so up to the mandate. Um, so, I mean, again, there's something that every truck driver in the United States multiple times a day was filling out a paper log book, mm-hmm. uh, keeping it, uh, you know, handy if they ever got inspected. And now that's all done through an electronic recorder. So I mean, there's I mean, it's 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 definitely happening piece by piece by piece, um, and again, some regulations driving that. Some of it's been paper reduction acts, um, um, things of that nature. But uh, it, it, again, it's I mean, I just look across my office and I've got a bookshelf still, and so like reading on paper. So I I don't think papers papers done for, but uh, right. certainly in critical information sensitive applications, it's uh, you know I, you can definitely see the see the, the shift occurring uh, at an accelerated pace now. Yeah. Well, yeah, it, it's definitely going to be interesting to see uh, what it's like following the pandemic, hopefully soon. Yeah. Uh, hope, hopefully. Uh, I, I mean, I'm in out based in Illinois. Uh, don't necessarily see the end in sight yet. Right. Uh, yeah. Us too. But, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see. Uh, I mean, uh, hopefully, hopefully in the fall, things are a little bit more normal. That would be Mm -hmm. be great. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for speaking with me. Um, Thanks for having me. Really, really enjoyed this. Thank you so much to Ecovatus and Form.com for uh, talking with us today and giving us a little bit of insight on what's going on within the warehouses uh, and paperless options during this unprecedented time. Uh, In the future, we're going to have a lot more podcasts coming at you. Um, We also have Facebook Live videos happening every Wednesday. And of course, continuous content on sdcexec.com and food logistics. Uh, So stay tuned. And thanks again for listening to Link, the source for learning, innovation, news, and knowledge.